Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. Welcome back to the Woke and Wired podcast. I am your host, Xenia. And in this podcast, we bring together business, intuition, and social media. I firmly believe that we're living in the age of digital possibility and things and tools like Instagram can serve as a tool for manifesting your deepest desires and your most daring wishes. I know it because I did it and I'm here to bring people who have done similar things using technology, using intuition. So using both outer technologies and inner technologies and merging it all to design lives that support your higher purpose and make you feel fulfilled and just excited to wake up. So on this episode, my guest is Natalie Miles. Her podcast, So You Think You're Intuitive, has become my favorite. When I went on a solo getaway to Wyoming a couple of months ago, I listened to her podcast over and over. It was so good. I learned so many practical tools in connecting to intuition, communicating with spirit guides, all the things. And she makes it so accessible. And I think she's such a fresh voice in the world of psychic talk. She is a spiritual mentor, a psychic medium, and she helps people upgrade and guide to connect to their spirit and intuition. And in this episode, we talk about how to get connected to your intuition And Natalie guides me through an exercise that you can apply to any situation in your life where you want to make a decision and you want more clarity coming from the inside. I was making a specific decision about signing up for a mentorship program, and she helped me connect to a very clear answer that came from within myself. We talk about the role that intuition plays in business and how she started her business I think it's very important when we're talking about those wellness and spiritual related businesses to not just get hung up in the messaging and the branding and also, of course, the impact we're making, but also bring out behind the scenes. How do you actually come up with a concept? How do you bring clients? How do you monetize? And we cover all these things in the podcast. And I thank you, Natalie, for being honest and upfront about how you you did it because as you guys may or may not know, Natalie hasn't always been doing this work. So she talks about her coming out as a psychic and how it all happened and how her business grew and how she ended up on the, actually on a couple very, very popular podcasts and how that really catapulted her name in the world of wellness and spirituality. We also cover the lessons she had learned from running a business and the importance of believing in your worth. We cover the importance of not overworking and taking a step back when your body and your soul are telling you that it's time and a season in your life to go a little more inward and just stop pumping out content and ideas and courses, whatever it is in your world. And in every conversation I've had with Natalie, she channels these bits of information for me, sometimes it supports something I already have been thinking about and just haven't shared with anyone yet. And sometimes it offers me a brand new possibility and opens my mind to something I hadn't thought about. So 
She is a powerhouse channeler. Definitely listen closely to what she has to say. And if you have a chance, check out her podcast. And inspired by that, Natalie, I am doing a giveaway of a 30-minute clarity session with me in which you can ask me anything about social media and branding and business and feeling ease and clarity with Instagram and building your digital brand in a way that's aligned and intuitive. I know that it's possible because I've done so. I've built multiple brands using Instagram only and it's brought me around the world and that's how I make money. So you can do so. You can enter the giveaway by going to the podcast app and leaving a rating and review to the Woken Wire podcast and send me a screenshot of it to podcast at wokenwire.com and every month I will be randomly selecting a winner. And if you've already submitted your review, thank you so much. I will be selecting a winner later this month. I am so grateful to have you here. Thank you for listening in. I hope you are cozy and ready to go. And if you feel moved and inspired by any part of this interview, take a screenshot of it and share it on your stories. And tag at WokenWired and at I am Natalie Miles. I'm sure Natalie would love to hear from you as well. I would love to hear your takeaways. I want to connect with you guys. And thank you for being here. Enjoy this episode. Let's roll. Monday after Thanksgiving, recording number two, because it just so happened that the universe decided that our first conversation had to be erased. So we're redoing this, and this time we're going to capture exactly what's needed to be captured. Natalie, I... I'm stoked to speak with you again and rediscover you all over again. And I'm going to start by reading out your Instagram bio, which has changed because you have launched podcasts since we first spoke. So now your bio says, and if you guys want to follow along, it's at I am Natalie Miles. It says Natalie Miles, public figure, spiritual mentor, psychic medium. So you think you're intuitive podcast and upgrading in guiding you to connect to spirit and your intuition and a lot of triangles. So what is it that you actually do when you wake up on a day-to-day basis, Natalie? Great question. I am a spiritual mentor, psychic medium, and I teach and guide people how to reactivate and trust their intuition. And so a day looks like for me, I'm either um, I do one-on-one sessions. So I work with people three days a week where I am sharing messages from spirit on their soul path and their soul journey and what they're trying to bring into their life. And then I now have my So You Think You're Intuitive podcast, which is a platform where I'm basically sharing everything I know on intuition and how people can connect. That's so cool. And I'm just having a flashback to our previous conversation where you channeled a little bit about the business that my boyfriend Eric and I are doing. And at the very end of the conversation, you said something like, I see big scale work. And it's very interesting because this past weekend, we collaborated with ABC Carpet and Home in New York City and did a whole crystal gratitude display in the window. Amazing. So maybe your prediction needed to come true before we speak this time. (laughs) Yeah, I just I remember seeing like really big scale work and like crystals, but in a but done in a real like 
big setting and there's going to be more of that coming down for you. Mm. This is just like the beginning of, of that. Mm. All right. So back to you. What is making you feel woke right now? What is making me feel woke right now? For me, it is about, it's actually guiding others to feel woke is making me feel more woke, if that makes sense. Totally. I feel like by me stepping into my purpose and my role in guiding others to grow their intuition is allowing me to then, for me to feel more woken in the zone so that I can guide others to do the same because when I see others do the same, it makes me realize that there is this big shift and this big transformation going on right now where we're being called to something, to look at something that's bigger than us and look for ways to find the connection to ourselves, but in a different way. So intuition is the pillar of what you do. How would you describe intuition? What is it? Great question. It's interesting because I was having this conversation with my mum over the weekend and we were talking about how do you describe intuition and how do you describe the energy? Because in the end, it's an energy transfer. And how does that, how do we actually describe it? Because it is, so how do you describe something that you can't necessarily name or you can't necessarily grab hold of? And as humans, we've kind of, we create loads of different words for intuition to make it feel real and tangible in this world, in this plane, whether we're talking about spirit guides or angels or psychic or intuition or lucid dreaming. But it's in the end, it's all a very subtlety and a shift of energy. But how as humans, we're looking to label it and kind of work out what this otherworldly thing is, but how do we label it? So are you saying that intuition connect us to the other world. You know, it's an interesting thing because when you think about like the top layer of intuition, what's talked about in magazines or in books, it's a way to connect deeper to ourselves and our inner wisdom. And from what you're saying, I'm hearing that intuition is a way to connect to the other world that is not us, but yet is us. And it's everything. What, what are you... Right. I know, I know completely. And it's, but I would say that the intuition is connecting to ourselves, but it's about how in the end, is it another world or is it ourselves? So we talk about how things live in a different plane and it's all about this other world or otherworldly things that we're trying to connect to. But it really, you know, it is within us. Like this energy is within us and we're looking for this reconnection within us. But we also talk about it being in a different world and in a different plane. And what comes through from spirit for me is very much like, no, this lives in this world and this plane. But it's funny how we, we're trying to label it or describe it. But it's, it's really hard to describe the different energy subtleties of all the different elements that make up the spiritual world or spirit in general. Right. So... Back to practical application of intuition. It sounds mm-hmm. so funny because it's such a, yeah. not a practical world. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but we can have, there are practical ways where we can make it, where we can find that connection. And that's, yeah, it's important to realize that there are practical ways to bring it in. Right. Because I find that a lot of the times when my intuition speaks really loud and gives me 
directions on what to do, a lot of the times it makes no sense. It's totally not logical. It's totally rational. And it takes that leap of faith of just following it. So do you, I, for example, have a a decision to make as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Is there a process you can guide me and our listeners through to decide what the decision is using your intuition? Yeah, 100%. Do you have two options of what you, as in, obviously you do yes and no, but is there is there one thing that you need choice on or is it two different options? Hmm, great question. So I'm choosing the next stage of my business and, okay. and how I do yeah. a mentorship or a coach. And so there's a mentorship program and okay. there's a coaching sort of a program and I want to do both. Okay. And financially, it doesn't really make sense. But in this moment of time, I'm drawn to just jump into it and do both. Okay. But there's something in me that's not fully there yet. Yeah. Okay. That makes complete sense. Okay. So what you're going to do is if you just shut your eyes right now, and okay. what I want you to do is I first just want you to just connect to your breath and just be exactly where you are right now in the space and just really just let go of the day so far and just really just notice where your breath is at. And then what I want you to do is I want you just to imagine yourself in beautiful white light. And I just want you to imagine white light coming over the top of your head and down your face and down your neck and down your shoulders and down your arms and down your legs until your whole body is bathed in beautiful healing white light. And then what I want you to do is I now want you to bring in the word mentorship and I want you to see the word mentorship in your mind's eye. And then what I want you to do is I want you to breathe the word mentorship right into your heart space and actually breathe it into your heart and just notice what comes up for you and how it feels in your body whether does it feel tingly, does it feel sparkly, how does it feel and when it enters your heart space? Should I say it out loud? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels like there's a dent, like there's space. Mm -hmm. But does it feel positive or does it feel, do you you feel, does it feel negative? Does it make you feel excited or is there something that doesn't, it feels like you can't grasp hold of it? It makes me feel like I am ready to invite it in and it also makes part of me feel scared. Okay. And that makes sense. And then what I want you to now bring in is I want you to bring in the word or the energy of the, the difference between the two around the coaching element of it that's different from the mentorship around splitting it up mm-hmm. in your mind's eye. And then breathe that into your heart space and just really tune into that energy of what that means to you for the coaching and what that means and breathe that into your heart space and see how that feels in your body and just notice where it sits whether there's any tension or how that feels and does it feel like a hell yes or does it feel like a hell no Mm, I am getting a not yet on one of them and a yes on the other one okay cool amazing so by doing that short thing you've already split up between knowing that one's a yes and one's a not yet, but it's coming, but I need to wait a little bit more. Yes. And by just doing that as a simple exercise where we're not breathing it into our heads, but we're breathing it into our hearts and listening to how it feels in our body. For some of you, you might get like a, 
as you heard, like not yet or just wait. Like I get that as well when that comes through. Like, no, you need to wait on that, but this one's a go. I also sometimes get like visuals for me when a, a yes is like a, a green sign and then like a go sign and I also get a stop sign for no. And it mm. is it's, it's trusting it and then taking that leap of faith to then take the action on what you've heard around oh, you know, and having that non-attachment because so often sometimes we get a no for something that we really, really, truly want and we really believe is the right thing. And when we get that no, even if it doesn't make sense to us, we have to like listen to it. Right. And what's interesting for me in place of the one that's not yet, someone else, another person showed up that I need to reach out to. Amazing. It's like a replacement, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. So interesting. So is this something you guide your clients through? Yes. Yeah. So this is what I guide my clients through like simple exercises like this to help them grow and to help them trust and to help them realize that they can you know it's just about looking at the subtleties and really looking about how your body receives the messages or how your you know your your physical body your emotional body your spiritual body receives the messages because we're receiving them on so many different layers but it's about creating that space so that we can you know, we can hear what the yes or no is or right. feel what the yes or no is and knowing what it what it is for us. And it can either be doing specific exercises like we just did on specific decisions, but at the same time, I'm sure there are exercises we can do to just continuously be in a state of being more connected to our intuition. And I know that for me, it's meditation, it's exercising, it's eating clean, it's all the things that just make me feel connected to my body and make me feel like my vessel is clear and ready to receive. I'm curious, what are some things that you do and things that you recommend to your clients to do just to in general, increase our intuition? Yeah, definitely the clean vessel energy. For me, when I really stepped into this work, I had to be started to be very clear on what my body wanted me to eat and what it didn't want me to eat and alcohol and being a clean vessel to receive the the messages was very important exercise 100% I get a lot of my messages actually during the exercise but also afterwards so if I'm I get a lot when I'm walking back from the gym or I'm actually in the class and they're like, oh, you should offer this this month. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. And it literally does come off the back of doing exercise where I've allowed the energy to flow through my body and I've elevated my heart rate. And it's just it's allowing it to flow through and, a diff- in a, and clear out the energy. I find that's really powerful. There's um, last week and I've done this. I don't do it enough, actually. And I had this as a message last week because I did a session on breathwork. Breathwork is amazing Mm. to in your intuition, to allow the spirit energy to flow through your body and feel so connected. And when I finish doing a breathwork, my whole body is literally buzzing and vibrating. And the messages that I come through whilst doing breathwork are pretty insane. I love breathwork too. Breath too. Do you go to workshops and classes? Yeah, one-on-one sessions. I had a one-on-one session last week and it blew my mind. And it's always interesting what comes up. And for me, actually, a lot of past life stuff comes up as well in breathwork sessions. I get kind of flashbacks of the stuff that I'm working through now and how that has repeated itself in past lives and... Yeah, it's a it's a really healing transformational tool. 
you're reminding me, I've had an intention of doing more breath work. I definitely want to have it be just part of my daily morning routine. And I know some chanting and doing mantras, which I'm very drawn to, it's essentially breath work just with sound. So maybe I think that's what's calling me actually doing more chanting. Mm, the power of breath work and you're and you know and you're giving me messages while you're saying that because I was looking at some kundalini mantras yesterday and I said to myself oh I really want to start doing some more mantra work in the morning and more (laughs) breath work and and bringing that into my morning routine just to set that up in a different way of course my friend Hillary who runs the website the dreamery she's a breathwork teacher and a kundalini teacher and she a few months ago we had this session she gave me kind of a self-care cultivating your inner awareness session and she gave me a list of self-care things to do and one of them was to do the satanama mantra recitation every morning and since then it's one of our go-tos with my boyfriend in the mornings where you do a certain mudra so you connect your fingers while you're chanting and listening to the repetition of mantra i don't know maybe that's maybe that's something that you might enjoy as well yeah, I am. Um, a couple of years ago, I was doing. I used Satanama as the and doing it at different, like whispering it and then speaking it and right. using different intonations right. with it. Yeah. So, um, thank you. I'm going to use that and I'm going to get back into doing some Satanamas in the morning. So you mentioned that you get a lot of your business ideas when you're working out or coming out of the gym. I'm curious to see what's your take on intuition. And the role that intuition plays in business, you know, how much of it is intuition, how much of it is logical, strategic thinking, or is it all intuition? Yeah, there is. I love it that the fact that most business leaders and people starting businesses um, wouldn't call it intuition, but they would say that they had that light bulb moment or that they had that dream where they suddenly came up with the the idea and it made them feel like, you know, this is it, I found the thing. In fact, I would love to interview more business leaders on that and what that means to them around, you know, them having that light bulb moment because for them it's just that there's a thought or a creative idea that popped into their head and that they then took action on what was given to them. But did it come from them or did it come from somewhere else? And that's this idea of, creativity and intuition and are we being brought things from by spirit from the other side to you know to take action on it's like how Elizabeth Gilbert talks in Big Magic around the creative ideas of writing books it's the same thing that that, you know yeah it's such a good book and how we can get given these 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 books and these ideas for books but if we don't take action on them, then that creative idea still needs to live on. It's still an actual energy. It's an entity. So the, that energy then goes to someone else. And then that person writes that book or writes that story or produces that movie. And it's the same thing with business ideas. So yeah, it comes in as this download, as this shift. And then you're being asked to take action to make that business idea happen. So when I'm getting a download around something for my business, I believe straight up that it's been given to me by spirit to take action on it and that's why I'm all about I'm getting it as a message and that's why I have to take action on it because they would be giving it right if you know my boyfriend always says you could have 
any idea in the world, but you had this idea. Do you think that's a coincidence? <laughs> exactly. And it's yours. And it's been given to you specifically because they know that you can action on it or that they know you need to learn from it. Because then people will be like, I know some people are listening to me thinking, oh, well, my business failed and it didn't, I, you know, why should, should I have taken action on the thing that they gave me and it didn't work out? And it's like, yeah, but you needed to, that's all part of the learning and part of the process as well. So we spoke about entrepreneurs who act on an intuitive idea or like that moment of starting a business. What is your story with that? Because I know that you come from a different career. I'm curious to know about this transition and what role intuition and your own spiritual practice played in this transition. Yeah. So I used to work in film. I was a producer working, making brand films, commercials, sport films. Yeah, a real wide variety. And I was working in film, but just something didn't feel right. There was something missing. And I was like, yeah, something just, this doesn't light me up. I was being given lots of opportunities. People were like, hey, Nat, be a director. Go and, you know, can you go and direct this? And I was like, no, this doesn't, why am I saying no? Like, this doesn't feel, you know, I should not be turning this down, but I, I wanted to turn it down. But I was basically, I was in the UK. I intuitively moved to Vancouver in Canada. I felt really drawn to being here and starting new and said, all right, I'm going to give myself four months and see if I can get a job. And if not, I'll come, I'll go back to the UK. I got a job in film but still wasn't lit up. But I, when I was in Vancouver, I returned to working with my intuition. I started doing more psychic development classes. I got myself a mentor. She told me, you know, Nat, you're going to be working in this one day. And I'm not joking. I laughed. I was like, yeah, or whatever. Like, and she's like, no, you're going to be doing this. This is going to be the thing that you do. And I dismissed it. But it was really interesting that I was becoming increasingly not interested in film and I started to create a brand. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to start creating a brand, which was given to me by Spirit off the back of, I was doing some doodles, which I found the other day actually, with the word upgrade on it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start a business using the word upgrade and called it the psychic upgrade to start with because I was too scared to use my own name. I was hiding behind a brand name. Done that. and uh, I was like nope I need a brand name and so I hid behind the psychic upgrade which became the spirit upgrade and but it was interesting that I created the brand about three months before I got let go from my job and my boss said Nat it's so obvious that you are not interested in this you need to go and rediscover what you want to do go and find out what you're passionate about And Spirit had already given me Mm. the idea. Like I'd already recreated the brand. So that was the that was the beginning of you know the transition for me working into this. So creating a brand is so important. And one of the questions I get the most is, "How did you come up with Breakfast Criminals?" And immediately I think of all the money people spend on agencies and brainstorms to come up with a name. And for me, it was just given to me, like you said, during meditation. And it's one thing to have a strong brand name, but it's another thing to actually start monetizing your business and generating revenue. For me, Breakfast Criminals, which is still my main business, was a side hustle while I was working in high fashion full time in a personal image consulting company called Visual Therapy here in New York City, running to Bergdorf Goodman and Gucci and Dior VIP room. 
the whole shebang. And Breakfast Criminals was just a side project that wasn't even a business at the time. It was more of a creative arts project. So for me, it really took me a while, probably at least a year, until I had the clarity and the confidence to understand that what I'm doing, yes, it's fun and I can charge money for it. And what was your journey in starting to charge for this work and with money in your business overall? Yeah, so it was a real shift from I from me starting the business to quitting film full time. I was doing both at the same, so I was freelancing. So I was freelancing, working on gigs and doing readings around it. And it was a real growing into confidence around money and this work and money and charging for it. And but I always knew that I was definitely one of someone around I know a lot of healers struggle with, oh, well, charging the money for it. I was like, no, I, I learned that this, this was important and that I needed to do that and be really own that, that and knowing the worth for it. So that was a, it was a real learning curve for it. And I know I mentioned this on our first record, but I was I was temping. So I was working in film and trying to do the, the readings and stuff as well at the same time. And it wasn't working. And I just I was getting pulled back working into film. And I remember getting the download and the the message of, Nat, you just need to take the leap of faith. Stop trying to do both. It's not possible. Are you in this or not? Like, it's time to shut the book on film. So I took the leap of faith and shut the book. And suddenly I was like, oh, my God, but I this is how I make my money. How am I going to make my money? Like, how how am I going to get people to work with me? And I did. I my boyfriend always laughs that he remembers this moment where I was crying my eyes out on the bed going, what am I doing? Like, this is really scary. Like, how are people going to find me? And it was, I, I remember being so, feeling so lost. And I, but I was like, no, this is it. I'm te- no, this is the thing. I know I have to do this. And I was temping. I was working as, as a receptionist in, and temping. For, for a couple of months because I was only having three or four reading sessions a week and I needed extra cash to come in so I could pay my rent. So I was temping and I remember being working in this like university housing project one Christmas. I was like, it was so funny because people, it's people's assumptions around who you are and what you're doing in roles like that. But it was also very much my own acceptance of this is not forever, Nat. You know, this is here just for now. But you're you're doing this because you know where this is going and trusting that intuition so that I can create the business that I've created today. And I've been so fortunate in two years. I this this has grown into something super special that is bringing abundance and flow in. And I just, you know, and I owe that to working with spirit and working with intuition. So just so that everyone listening understands, how does your business currently generate revenue? Is it mostly one-on-ones or there's more streams? Yeah, so predominantly it's one-on-one. I also have online workshops. So I have online workshops that I do live once a month and also I have it, um, you can you can join whenever. So I've got a program called Get Guided where people can sign up and it's like 11 days to connect to your guides. But I am also bringing in, in the new year, in 2019, an eight-week Develop Your Intuition online course as well. So yeah, it's all about bringing in the, the different revenue streams. But right now, predominantly, my, my finances, my money comes in through one-on-one sessions. Mm-hmm. So 
two questions. The first one is, you mentioned your boyfriend and how sometimes you would break down and cry because it really is a very courageous move to just step into the space of not knowing and trusting your intuition and leave all the jobs you're doing to create space for something that is fully aligned. How, you know, I get a lot of messages, let's just say that, from women who are intuitive, who are closeted intuitives, who want to be living a life of freedom and self-employment and creativity, but their spouses or partners might not be as supportive. So what was your experience in that? Because it sounds like you were with your boyfriend before that transition and that big change. He was, ironically, he was part of the transition. He was divinely put into my life at the right time. So I would do the work as well. It's super interesting. He works in film and where I was freelancing, they wanted me to go and work on a short film out of Vancouver for four months. And they wanted me to be on set. And it was the sudden realization that I wasn't going to be able to have this relationship that made me realize that I 100% needed to quit film and start this relationship. And we moved in together after six weeks. It was a pretty speedy relationship. It was like, no, he's it. Like, this is important. And I kept getting that as a message. Like, he's important. Don't go, you know, it's time to start doing the the work full time. So honestly, he was part of that transformation. And he supported me from setting up my business from like, he was there from the minute it was like me doing the work full time. Wow. Yeah. And he's supported me on this journey. It's been, it's been really special. What a gift. Mm, but for anyone else. And he's still in film. He's still in film. Yeah, he's still in film. He's still doing the film world. So we it works because he gets my world He's a skeptic, but as a he's a psychic skeptic is how I like to describe him. Because he's so intuitive and he's such a psychic, but he's a skeptic at the same time, and that's his that's the beauty. And he works in film, so I get his world and he gets mine, and it yeah, and it really it, it definitely works. For anyone out there whose partner isn't supporting them, because I know you mentioned that, I would just say like keep being authentic to you and and keep listening to what your heart desires around what you're bringing into the world because it's important. And even if it takes a while for your partner to come up to speed, but you really trust it and you really believe it and you know it's important, just just keep following through with it. All right. So rewinding back to the moment where you did take the leap of faith and stopped temping and doing all these one-off jobs, you know, I think there's a fine balance between having doing jobs that are not in alignment with where you're going big picture, just to make sure you're putting money on the table, you're getting your bills paid, and you're not a starving psychic. But at the same time, I totally understand that at some point, it's time to leave that to create completely available space to step into your purpose. So how did you know, like, what is that moment of switch for someone who might be in between? How do you know that it's time to stop doing all the random things and really take that leap of faith? So for me, it was that I started to focus on how many clients that I wanted to see a week. And I actually wrote them down and I put crystals around them. And I just said to the universe, like, this is the amount of clients that I would like a week. And those clients started showing up. That number started showing up, which then meant that I was like, I didn't need to take the temping, the extra temping job that week. 
and they'd call me and I'm like, oh, no, sorry, I don't have, you know, I can't fit that in this week. And that's how it, the shift happened was that the clients, the clients came through and the, it was very word of mouth. But I started to get some amazing opportunities. I got to be on the radio in Vancouver, which happened through a friend of a friend. And I was doing other like one on one live workshops at the time as well. So I really realized that it was about me cultivating a community. And that's how I started to get the word out around the work that I was doing. But it was, it started by me like really bringing in the number of clients that I needed a week and then trusting and seeing that they kept showing up. Speaking of exposure, you've gotten some incredible exposure on some of the most downloaded podcasts, like almost 30. That's so retrograde. Is that right? Yeah, I um, haven't been on so retrograde yet, but um, and uh, Sahara Rose's um, Higher Self. There we go. Yeah. So how did these things happen? It's interesting. Straight up, I got the intuitive message, intuitive download to reach out to them. And that's how I got the exposure was just being like, hey, this is what I do. And you know, this can I give you a session? Can I show you what I'm doing? And this is and that's how it all came about so yeah just being listening to the intuition around this is important the, you know these people are important that you should reach out to them and and just shameless asking right I think there's power in shameless asking and at the same time for a lot of people probably what's coming up is but who am I or what if they don't respond what if they don't listen to me so I think whenever something is divinely aligned it doesn't matter who has achieved what who is doing what people are always looking to create meaning and value and it just takes being at the right place at the right time so you can't trust those stories in your head that you have to be at a certain place before you reach out to certain people you just do it and if it's meant to be now great if it's not maybe it's supposed to be later or maybe it's not meant to be but if we don't plant those seeds they won't pollinate completely and I say that if it's not and that's why I kind of go into that surrender and if they don't respond I'm like oh well it's not supposed to be or it's not supposed to be right now and I have no attachment to it it's practicing that art of you know what I'm going to fire off that email but I'm not going to be attached to it it's like if this happens amazing if it doesn't you know that's okay too but just the the practice of doing that because if you don't, you know, someone always said to me, in fact, it was a, a guy when I was at one point in the UK, I was, part, I was part of a team of four women aiming to row across the Pacific Ocean and we were raising over £100,000. And this, we had a, a, a consultant, management consultant team helping us get the money. And, and he said to it, and he kept saying, if you don't ask, you don't get. And he's like, there is no harm in asking what can they say what's you know they it's no and what doesn't you know no means nothing you just keep going until you hear the yes right I love what Seth Godin has to say about this I think he got turned down something like a hundred times with his book that he wanted to publish before he got a yes and then he went on to become one of the most known people in the world that inspires millions of people so you can't there's this idea of you have to know what you're doing, be confident with it, make sure you're doing everything that it's aligned so that you can't not share it. It's so good. You feel like it's your duty to let everyone know. And if you get a no, you still keep going because it doesn't take away from the importance of spreading your work. 
completely and if you if it's authentic and it's you and you believe in it then you just and you trust it and you know it's it's in you know you can feel that energy when it flows through you you just have to keep you know stepping up and you know when you get those no's you just have to keep going and and trusting and believing because it's there it's it's all there I mean look at JK Rowling JK Rowling had how many people say no to her book before Mm. you know she got that deal and now look wow yeah I was thinking about her the other day what a massive thing she has created it's incredible yeah Writing in a cafe in Scotland as a single mum with nothing and thinking, I've just got to tell this story and trusting in it that she had to, you know, and was that something that she came up with or was that a download from spirit? I mean, it's a book, you know, look at the subject matter. It was hugely, massively from the from the other side needing to tell that story of love and hope and community. She should be on your podcast. I, she would be the most amazing guest. I am manifesting J.K. Rowling on the So You Think You're Intuitive podcast to talk about intuition and storytelling. Manifesting it with you, sister. Yeah, it's coming in. <laughs> so speaking of your podcast, last time we spoke, that wasn't even a thing, was it? No, it wasn't even a thing. <laughs> it hadn't even been born into the world. It had been an idea and a thought, but nothing. It, again, it didn't feel right to birth it. It was like, it was in the ether, but it wasn't something that felt really tangible and that I wasn't I wasn't ready to bring it into the world either, I believe. And I was just, you know, it was something that was there. But I took some space in September from creating content, the end of September, beginning of October, and I really just took some time out for me and I deleted Instagram off my off my phone mm-hmm. at weekends, which I'm still doing been amazing but it just allowed things to start flowing into me because I got too much in a space of reaching out to people and trying to make stuff happen and I was got into more of a receiving mentality and in this space the guides basically brought through okay now it's time for the podcast it's you know you're ready um and straight up it also came through because I wrote a book proposal and I have all this content but I keep hearing that you you need a bigger platform. And so I was like, do you know what? I'm supposed to share the content of mm. this book via a podcast. And this is how the podcast was born. And it just all happened very, within like two weeks, two, just over two and a half weeks, I turned, I was like, right, I'm doing it. And I, it has to be launched the week of Halloween on Sawen. I always launch there and I noticed then I realized that I always launch big things around that time. Last year, I launched my new brand and it all just lined up with such ease and grace and in the flow that I was like, okay, this is it. And I'm so excited by it. I'm looking at it right now and the first review that comes up is, feels like a giant hug. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. It's so interesting. It's such a new podcast, but it's gaining, it looks like ratings and downloads like crazy. Yeah, I've had, I'll have had over 10,000 downloads in less than a month. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's basically, it's inspiring conversations around reactivating and trusting your intuition and guiding people on a journey to reset and trust their trust what they're going through is real like there's one episode around spiritual reactivation and I shared my how 
in 2012, I went through big shifts and changes and through other times in my life around really connecting to spirit. And it's been insane the amount of messages that I've had from people saying, oh my God, I thought I was going crazy. I was feeling all this stuff and none of it made any sense. But now I understand what I'm going through. So thank you for sharing the episode. So it's been amazing to receive all the feedback because it's making people realize that they're not alone as they reconnect to their intuition, but they're also, you know, being scared around embracing it. And there's been so much shame around their intuition. So they're now feeling confident that they can trust and connect with their gifts. First of all, I'm on the podcast page now and I'm subscribing and leaving it a rating. If you guys are listening to this, which you are, if you're hearing this, I invite you to go both on Natalie's podcast, So You Think You're Intuitive, and on Woke and Wired podcast on the iTunes app podcasts and just give it a quick review and a rating and subscribe because that really, really helps spread the word and more people find these important messages that we're sharing that really are meant to empower you on your journey of creating a life of intuition, personal development, and aligned money-making, because why not? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, please rate and review. It just really helps grow these, you know, grow the podcast, share the messages, and it starts with the rates and the reviews. Hell yeah. All right, so I'm so excited to listen to your podcast, and I think it's such a brilliant name, because it's not like a spiritual witch's It's more like, so you think you're intuitive, so you're leaving that space for the skeptic, the psychic skeptic. (laughs) And there's a small percentage of me that still falls into that category, even though I've gone to all the pilgrimages and done all the ceremonies, there's still skeptical part of me. And for example, when it comes to like, spirit guides or archangels like as soon as I hear these things in these words I get a little not creeped out but like whoa like mm, like I'm still distant from that what would you say to someone like me you know who trusts that there's this power that's bigger than us trusts into intuition trusts in the spirit world but can't quite connect to those labels of archangels and spirit guides yeah I would say trust what you um, go with, what you resonate with, because in the end, they're just human labels that we've created for this work to be accessible in this world. So spirit have brought us, us spirit guides, the angelic realm for us to feel safe and feel connected to working with this work. And they are human words that we've created because right. in the end, it's all one and the same energy. I resonate with spirit guides. I don't necessarily resonate with the angelic world. Like for me, I don't, I respect and trust that people love working with angels and will break that down. But for me, I can't connect with it. But I'll know that I'll work with my spirit guides because I have my relationship with my spirit guides that I've grown and cultivated so I can trust that and I will respect that. But for people out there who are thinking, oh, but I, you know, this is, I don't like, I don't resonate with this. Go with what you resonate and just believe that this work lives in this world. It's not about some ethereal world. It, well, it's all around us on a daily basis. And this is why I'm kind of sharing this as work because we've kind of got too much into this idea that this all exists somewhere else when it doesn't. It's in this world mm. and this planet today. Yes, I like that idea of finding your own way. It's just like with morning routines, you know, I have this YouTube video sharing my seven step morning routine and the whole point of it 
is for people to see, get inspired, and then make it completely their own. And I think it's the same with spirit work and really any kind of work. It's seeing what's out there, seeing what other people are practicing, and then picking and choosing things that deeply resonate with us and feel true to us. Yeah, don't do something that doesn't resonate with you or you feel like you've got to mimic or copy that because this person is doing it in this certain way. Like always make it your own and take what you like and leave what you don't. Yes. So I want to jump back to business for a few moments here. You know, we talked about getting publicity, about taking the leap of stopping doing all the other jobs and really trusting your psychic business. What are some other lessons that you've learned from running a spiritual business? Yeah, great question. Firstly, believe in your own worth and believe in the gift and the service that you're giving because you'll always get the people that will say that you shouldn't be charging for the work that you do and and but you need to believe in your worth and money is an energy transfer so how you like listening to your own money story and learning what your own money story is whether it's you know what your parents money story is your generational money story is and then how you fit within that and then how that fits within your work is really really important and key otherwise you're not going to be bringing in the money the energy because then that you truly deserve for your work so when I started looking at my money story and my own money blocks that was really transformational the other I would also say anyone that's starting their own business and I know this is it is about not don't overwork yourself when you're starting up a business like do have those down days where you feel like you you can rest and you can recharge because so often as an entrepreneur we feel like we need to go 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 and especially when you're holding space for people anyone that does work in this kind of healing energy of or just holding space for people in general you can't do it every day and it is about you know working around like your schedule and setting it up for you don't feel like you you know oh, I have to be seeing people Monday to Friday because that's what I used to do in my you know full-time normal job it's about creating a schedule that feels right for you but that you're also making sure that you get enough rest and downtime for yourself right that's such an important one especially for someone like me whose work is entirely online it's when I get those waves of inspiration and creativity I just can't put anything down. I just want to create videos and content and share. And that's a lesson that I'm still figuring out of creating that downtime, spending time in nature. For me, the way it looks right now is not being on my phone at least one hour before bed. And just even that really has helped. I'm curious how, you know, you mentioned that you took some time off completely social media. And how are some ways that in your daily life you set boundaries with social media and technology yeah so I started I realized that Instagram is such a business tool for me and and I love it it's brought me so many amazing beautiful connections and I love it as a platform but that I needed at weekends I needed to have a break from it because I just found like I was going on and feeling like I needed to work or I need I was always in creating mode or thinking mode and and watching other people create as well also has that energy where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not creating time to switch off. So by deleting it at weekends, has just allowed me to be in the present more. So I encourage yeah anyone that feels like they're 
getting into Instagram a bit much, the deleting at weekends is just has really allowed me to be in the present moment. I'm trying to at the moment have less time in the evenings. And just when I get to a certain cut off point and giving myself a time cut off point, where it's like, okay, I'll be on here till 7, 7.30. And then I need to step away and have that have that phone break at the end of the evening too otherwise just feeling it's amazing how much we just pick up our phone or have our phone with us all the time so actually putting it somewhere else where it's not close by me as well yes just that simple thing of putting it in a different room or in a drawer makes such a difference it's crazy statistically yeah and I like the fact that they have the app now that tells you like how much screen time that you've had each week it's kind of scary and it makes you realize it's made me really realize and think oh my gosh like this is great but I could be spending my time a little bit better sometimes I know I still haven't looked at that because I'm scared it's scary when I I got the push notifications (laughs) and I was like really that amount of time but then I you know but then it says I've been using it to I sometimes, you know, productivity. So I've been creating graphics or doing things on Canva or something else on my phone. So it's really what I've been reading. So or emails. So it is really interesting how it breaks it down through social media to like productivity. Hmm. You use Canva on your phone? Yeah. For what? So I have all my quote templates. So what I do is I will update my quote templates on my phone. So I'll just, um, instead of going onto my laptop, I just have them already there so I'll just update them and then download them straight away so I can upload them to Instagram versus going on my computer. Hmm. I've never used that on the phone. I'm going to try that. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, so I think also what's important to say is taking that step back and giving yourself the permission to take a few moments, few days, weeks, months, whatever it is away from technology and social media, like the foundation of fears that arise with it is that FOMO of what if I become irrelevant? What if people won't care about me? What if people unfollow me? But the the thing is, the more that we do the work of being aligned in clear vessels in real life, that's going to be reflected in whatever we're bringing online. So just hustling and pumping out content because we think we should to stay relevant is a strategy that is ultimately doomed to failure because you're going to burn out and realize that you could have spent that time being aligned instead of trying and trying and hustling. So it's this idea of alignment over hustle. I'm curious, what are some times that you've experienced for yourself that clarity of how doing your work and sharing from the place of alignment on social media specifically creates a different impact from just doing what you think you should be doing. Yeah, it's so key. Less is more, I find, and being authentic and just sharing what's coming up for you. So it's sometimes that you don't have to be creating something. It's just that you are, and I read this on your page, the, I think it was on your site the other day around Gary V talking about just document, like document what's going on. It's not necessarily about you having to create something all the time, just document what's happening. So what's really interesting was I I'd naturally and intuitively got into a phase of when I do client sessions, there's a lot of, there might be a theme of the day. So there might be everyone's going through a certain theme or a certain energy. And I was like, well, hang on a second. If there are four or five people experiencing this in my one-on-one session, this is something on a globe, you know, this is happening and this 
this is impacting more people than just the four people I'm doing client sessions for. So I would just comment on and and say to people, hey, this is what's been coming up in my client sessions. Are you feeling this too? And it was insane the amount of people who were like, oh my God, I've so been feeling like this today. So just by me documenting and noticing and receiving those, you know, just sharing what those messages from spirit are on that global energy basis has really you know, it's me documenting that, but it's helping and guide other people. So I've really noticed a shift around that energy, around documenting what's happening and sharing what's happening is being really transformational. But it's the more authentic I'm being of what I'm sharing on my Instagram, just it reflects in the responses and the numbers and the engagement of what I'm getting back from. And in the end, I'm not doing this just for numbers. I'm doing this because I want to impact people and share with people the guidance of what spirit wants to share so they can connect to their own intuition. Hell yes. And guys, if you're curious about the post that Natalie's referencing, I'm going to link to it in the show notes on wokenwire.com. But it's this idea of instead of just thinking so hard about what to share and what to post and what picture to take, you just document and share what actually is going on, the things you're going through or how you actually look that day. You know, I'm not saying start posting super high quality pictures and, and TMI, but just being real and sharing from a place mm-hmm. of what is rather than what you think should be. And I'm actually blown away by the response I got to that post. So many people have been posting and tagging me and saying, whoa, I feel so liberated and so much freedom and empowerment to just share where I am instead of trying. So thank you for bringing that up, Natalie. Yeah. And it was such a, it was such an impact. I was like, oh yeah, well that just so makes sense. Like it's so authentic, you know, it's so, you're being authentic. You're sharing where you're at. And it just means it takes that pressure off of creation. And especially when I'm someone who is such a, I love to create, I love to bring in things. So to have that is just, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of like a permission in some way. It was a great read. Mm, permission to post. So my last fun question to you before we start wrapping up is, what is the craziest idea intuitive idea that you followed that at the time made no sense and ended up being one of the best things you've done? Great question. I would honestly say setting up the business from scratch. Like seriously, it was so out of my comfort zone. It was so just not what I expected I would ever be doing. If I would have said even to my myself four years ago that I would be doing this full time and this would be my work I would be gobsmacked I really would I would be in complete and utter shock and now it all makes sense and I couldn't imagine it any other way and it's such a gift and to be able to do this work so yeah honestly stepping into being a spiritual guide psychic medium and sharing this work has been the the biggest leap of faith and I'm just loving the journey. Mm, I love that. I can't wait to tune into your podcast. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you about that you would like to share? No, I think you've covered everything. Like I love chatting with you. I love all the how you bring in technology and work and business and ask questions that people don't normally ask. So no, it has been an absolute honor and a privilege to chat with you. Thank you. 
Thank you. And guys, if you're inspired by any part of this, take a screenshot of you listening to it and tag both of us at Woken Wired and at I am Natalie Miles. And I'll talk to you next week. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends, leave a review, and find all the show notes on wokeandwired.com and connect with me on Instagram at wokeandwired.com. Stay woke, stay wired, and have an incredible day.